Okay, we're now recording. How are you feeling? Um, good. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I just relax a bit. Um, so you were actually one of the few people who reached out after the second episode, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you didn't see eye to eye on the things that we discussed in it. Yeah, about your like views on the protests and stuff. Yeah. I would like to say that the views that we showed were more towards the laws being passed than to the actual like protest itself yeah as in we thought all three of the laws being passed were in fact most likely the right things uh, to do the right thing to do to make sure that uh, the farmers are being looked after in the long term yeah and also to make sure that the economy can grow yeah yeah and i was saying that the, the whole like law thing they don't take the farmers like in account like as themselves at that time like, okay, what do you mean? I think it's like like half of the population of India, like ag- they rely on agriculture as like a yeah, like a mean like a way of income, and when they take away like the support system, like so quickly without like letting them know anything, like like there's like so many people who they're not like you know like thinking about. Okay, I, I see what you mean. Like in the long term, obviously, like deregulation is like great and like it's supposed to be like more effic- like efficient and stuff. But yeah. Just in the short term, just that people are going to be like hurt because yeah. of it. But you could make the case that people are going to be hurt no matter what and also i think one of the main reasons for the protests to have become as big as it is like you said the farmers weren't being heard that was uh one reason yeah like Like, they weren't like their opinions like no one asked them about anything before they made these flaws and stuff okay well they did but like not as much as they should have so what is your take on it in terms of Obviously, you agree as well that the laws being passed are for the greater good. Yeah, just like deregulation, just like on the whole. Yeah. Just in the long term is better because it increases like efficiency. And like for the farmers, their income in theory should increase. And like for the consumers, like the prices of like all those goods should like decrease. Yeah. Right. But people don't take into account that like all these big corporations and stuff can like exploit these farmers if the like minimum price isn't there. I, w- I would have thought that the minimum price being abolished was a good thing because then that would, I think it was in the state of Bihar where the minimum prices were abolished, right? And the prices for a lot of the things like dropped um, rapidly. But that was only because there was such an excess supply of it because these farmers were still making way more than the community and like the market required. Yeah, because when you have a minimum price, like there's like overproduction is just like something that happens because yeah. of it. On like a more on an environmental scale as well, then wouldn't you say that it was also it probably works out in a better way because obviously over farming doesn't happen if the minimum price has been taken down because the farmers would have to account for it when they uh, plant their crops, plant the crops and everything. Yeah, but then like obviously they're not making as much money just on the whole. Yeah, because they're not like overproducing. Because obviously, like, the government isn't buying the crops off of them anymore. Yeah. So in the short term, there's going to be, like, a lot of loss. And that loss is going to, like, affect them, like, on a human level. Like, people are going to not survive. Okay. So would you say that the laws kind of being brought forward on a more gradual scale would have been the best? Yeah. Would have been the best course? Yeah, yeah. I think if there was, like, support provided for them in the short term while the laws are being passed yeah or like if the laws are passed like you guys said last time like over like a certain period of time people would people would be more likely to support it like overall anyway and for these farmers like they would be supported okay so 
kind of moving away from that, are you in favor of things like free market economics or are you more interested in uh, well government oversight, I guess? I'm more of a I'm more of a person who's like all for government in- intervention in markets. Like I get in theory, supply and demand is like the way to go because they should they should meet and like it's like most efficient in that. The reality of the situation is that there's like market failure and the governments need to like intervene to make sure that everyone like all the stakeholders are looked after in like yeah but market failure is something that's inevitable isn't it in a free market cannot in, in a free market businesses rise and fall all the time so you can you could arguably make the case that if a business isn't successful then it is going to fail and then it should be allowed to fail so that another successful one can come and replace it but then because of the market failure people are going to like lose their jobs and like there's no like support system for them and if like governments like regulate these markets, then the chance of the market failures occurring like in the long term are like sh- less. But then wouldn't the more successful business replacing it, wouldn't that, wouldn't they kind of absorb the well, unemployed people? The loss. Yeah. Wouldn't they be able to absorb that loss into, them, into themselves and become more efficient and profitable as a result? But in the short term, there's going to be... Like there's going to be like a, like a certain amount of time where like people experiencing like loss and like unemployment and like yeah. lower income. Okay, I get what you mean, but I don't agree with it purely because I think it's just a way of life. If you look at business as an empire, then you can make the case that empires rise and fall all the time, right? Yeah. So inevitably, I I would say that a successful empire or a business would quite naturally well replace the less successful one and the less profitable one would just die off as a result in most markets that's like fine but in some markets like certain things should be regulated like if people's if like a lot of people rely on it as like like carillion like the um, construction firm yeah when it failed there was like such a like huge impact on so many people like they were supposedly building hospitals and schools and stuff and if there was government intervention like earlier on, in, if there was like regulation in that market and like they didn't do what they did, then... What, uh, sorry, what did they do? Carillion went into debt in like 2015, I think. And they kept getting contracts, which they couldn't fulfill because they didn't have enough credit and they weren't getting enough credit. Okay. And then in 2018, they went bust. Like they, they were like completely liquidated. And if there was more like government oversight and government regulation in the market as a whole, like in that market... yeah then potential of that happening and like all these hospitals and schools and all the other things that they were supposed to be like making and building because they're like constru- like a construction company like none of this would have halted and like like obviously people need this stuff like this is like government things that people need yeah so like n- it wouldn't potentially if like it wouldn't have happened okay so all of these jobs that ended up um under risk so the jobs that uh, the people that became unemployed wouldn't they have ended up moving on to like different construction companies because they've got that experience working with them and also the projects that got put on hold wouldn't they have been picked up by either the government or another construction firm yeah they would have but then they would have been on hold for a while and the government the government paid for them to like make these do these contracts right yeah so the government's losing so much money which they wouldn't have like lost if they'd regulated the market in the first place but so that this didn't happen okay later on okay you yeah know what I mean? yeah uh, yeah i get what you mean but i thought um construction is already quite a regulated industry in the country 
Yeah, but um, the outsourcing of construction by the government, yeah, it is also like regulated, but they weren't paying enough attention to their own like policies. Okay. Like government policies. And they were letting companies like Carillion, which were like high risk, take these jobs because they were like they cost less for the government yeah if the government was paying more attention and if they were like following their own policies which they should have been doing in the first place yeah then they wouldn't have handed out these contracts to Carillion. okay but i don't think that has to do with regulation as much as it has to do with corrupt government officials or at least um really sketchy government officials like for example the covid contracts that have been handed out here there's a lot of people that have profited from it. A lot of Matt Hancock's friends, friends, yeah. friends and family. Um, and I think there was one of his friends or of friends who was an MP who got the who, who got contracts for providing PPE, and he became incredibly wealthy. Resigned his post as an MP, bought houses and cars for all of his friends and families. So, I think a lot of that kind of stuff has doesn't have a lot to do with free market economics as it does with corrupt corrupt officials. corrupt officials or if not corrupt they're at least dealing in like really gray areas yeah it's, I, I mean, it's I, like I, very sketchy yeah i mean i'd say that they are corrupt because yeah that, sketchy just like yeah. means corrupt you know yeah because i don't think government officials should be involved in industry in any way, in shape, any, way. any way shape or form one of the latest things that's happened is david cameron he's come under criticism for trying to persuade the chancellor to include one of the companies that he was a consultant for in the government's scheme where they've uh, brought out loads of companies that were kind of going under by providing support by economic support Mm -hmm. i don't know how much you even how much you know about this he was like using his influence to yeah. yeah basically yeah basically that is what he was doing he was using um his ties to uh, t- ties to the government to pass contracts for a company that really shouldn't be allowed to exist because it was already going uh, becoming financially unviable before the pandemic hit. Yeah, so they shouldn't have like yeah, helped them. Yeah, um, in the, in the in the long term, they didn't get the financial support from the chancellor. But there are these officials who are using their powers and links. Yeah, which obviously shouldn't be allowed. Like yeah. that shouldn't be legal, like at all. Which yeah. po- it probably isn't legal, right? Yeah. Um. I think he is being investigated for it now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Um, like, that should not be legal in any way because they are profiting off, um, insider knowledge basically. Yeah. Like obviously, the consumers have like placed like placed the trust in the government to do what's right for them. Yeah. And if they're like dealing to their friends like that. Yeah, but how much of that comes down to regulation versus like free market economics in my opinion they're completely different things because it's cronyism mm-hmm. and corruption rather than like free market economics and efficiency yeah. rather than um they're not being regulations because you, you could easily make the case that if someone decides to be corrupt or carry out a crime yeah the rules aren't going to stop them yeah the rules aren't going to stop them yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. That makes more sense. Right? Like, do, do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do. I get where you're coming from. That that's a big case for in America where they say that guns should be legal. There shouldn't be any kind of firearms banned because if a person decides to commit a crime, 
they're gonna do it anyway they're gonna do it anyway i mean that's a whole other story but yeah uh, um, yeah i'm just i'm just pointing something out another thing that i kind of recently just like learned was that deregulation in china was one of the biggest reasons why a lot of chinese people have kind of come out of poverty because china used to be china used to be or still is um a very agricultural yeah society and opening up their industry to like uh, to uh, privatization made a lot of people come out of poverty yeah but privatization as like a tool isn't always the most efficient like the railways in england yeah like they privatized it and they've like gone to pot you know what i mean like they is they were supposed to be it was supposed to increase competition which is what they normally privatize things for yeah because increasing competition increases efficiency and then as a consumer like prices should go down yeah, but have you been on the train today? They're fucking shit. Yeah, exactly, because they privatised it. Okay. Yeah. But would they have been any better on like government? Well, at control? least they would have been cheaper. Would they? Yeah. Prices have gone up like by like 40% or something in oh. real terms. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't know We that. might need to fact check that, but... <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> None of these are facts. Yeah, we, we think these are true. Yeah. But okay, yeah, I, I didn't know that. But yeah, and like the times you know train times i mean just like trains in general okay, are like yeah. awful and it was supposed to make it cheaper for people to travel and more efficient companies were supposed to compete with each other it was supposed to be that there was going to be like this like more trains on like the same lines yeah so then they would be like better for okay. us as like consumers which didn't happen and if like if it was like a national if it was like nationalized then like we would hold the government responsible as like the citizens would be holding the government responsible so then they would be accountable for like what they're doing okay with these things you know what i mean yeah yeah i do yeah i do yeah. know what you mean um yeah i mean i didn't know that okay yeah i didn't know that after privatization that railway prices had um actually gone up yeah so apparently according to labor um it cost it, it increased by like 20 percent okay and um it cost the taxpayers five billion pounds every year for privatizing it when they did in like 19 in 2019 no 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 like um when obviously it was under thatcher that they privatized oh, okay, all of that okay. stuff. so since then it's been costing the taxpayers five five billion pounds a year okay. and but the prices have gone up in 2018 they said prices went up by like 20 percent how much of that would be down to inflation though in real terms oh in re- in, okay in, in real terms it's gone up by 20%, okay shit which is quite yeah. awful yeah that's is, that yeah and the train services here are pretty shit no one lie yeah it took me like when I came back from uni, it took me like they cancelled like three trains <laughs> on the way here, which is just awful. Okay, so do you think in a country like India, free market economics is just it's just too soon to kind of introduce something like that? Because obviously, India is quite a, a unique country in terms of there's a lot of different cultures and a lot of different languages as well. So something that works in one state might not exactly work in another state right yeah and like the barriers to entry to a market would be higher and for a free market to like work the way it should yeah barriers to entry shouldn't be high like there shouldn't be any barriers to entry okay so like language could be a barrier between states and like you said like cultures and stuff yeah would be so a bit like, of an issue uh, education i'm guessing is also another big barrier to it because yeah um, like definitely don't want to come across in a way that where i'm putting anyone down but i'd probably say that sorry a majority of in this population aren't well educated i guess 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, education's not a... Not a top priority. Yeah. So, you could make the case that they're kind of set in their ways so that they'd be not as open to change, even if it was... Better. Even if it was better. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that the the like one of the main reasons that they're protesting against the like the laws that we were saying yeah is because they don't want to change what they know and what they understand okay right but then because they don't know and understand and no one's helping them like no one's telling them like how this is going to help them okay then they're going to be set in their ways too like too much for them to be able to like progress and change yeah and obviously progression and change is like needed for just people like economies to grow in general so would you say that there's kind of things that should have kind of been precursors to uh, introducing like these laws? So making sure that the public was more educated about these laws being passed because they were almost essentially passed like overnight, weren't they? Yeah. And it wasn't explained to the people that it was going to affect the most. Yeah. In a way that they would understand. Okay. In a way that they would think that it was, it was going to help them in the long term. All right. Like they don't, all they know is that in the short term... Like their support is going to go, yeah, and that like the chances of them being exploited by these huge, like corporations are going to be like way higher. Okay. And to them, that's not like that's not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, that makes sense. I don't think I'd be I'd be accepting of it either. So if they were like, if someone had like told them, and if there was like awareness, like they'd raised awareness on why they were passing these laws. Yeah. Then when they did it at the beginning then yeah. I think it wouldn't have been such a big problem or an issue like now. Okay. So would you say that a bit of the protests is still carrying on has some to do with like stubbornness than um, them actually opposing the laws? Because obviously they weren't included in the decision-making process. I think maybe they necessarily didn't have to be included in the decision-making process, right? Again, I don't know much about these farmers, but if they are... If they're not educated enough, don't they have unions though? Yeah, I mean, obviously the unions should have been part of the decision, part of the decision making process, like the discuss, like yeah. when they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. If the if there are if there, I think there are unions, and the unions weren't invited to the table when they were. I don't really think there were that many conversations. Okay. Yeah, I mean that does make sense, and it would kind of follow track with what the government's done in the past. Yeah with um demonetization and all of that it's just overnight they just make yeah. the decisions and they just like go at it all right interesting i'm guessing you're someone who's kind of really for something like universal basic income yeah just i think it is everyone's right to have a certain amount you, your necessities should be like met everyone has like certain things that people need in life yeah. and a basic income would be i disagree with you completely I, I do agree with you there are some basic human rights that everyone should have access to so free healthcare, free education but i think that's kind of as much as my as much as i think should be kind of socialized and provided for yeah provided for by the government you want to explain what it is like what you know um, yeah okay so you know what so basic income is where a person is given a grant by the government for how much a man maybe might, might be a thousand pounds or two thousand pounds every month regardless of their socio-economic backgrounds or political leanings or anything really yeah yeah and so everyone's provided for at, a, at like a basic level yeah my reasoning is that 
the money for this would have to come out of taxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what to there's no guarantee that having something like universal basic income would increase taxes for people. What do you mean? Like the tax you pay? Yeah. So the tax I pay increases or it comes from like government uh, cutting government spending because that's the only way that governments can raise money, right? Yeah, by, either by getting taxes. Yeah, increasing or taxes cut. or cutting spending. Yeah. And I mean, there's the third way of printing more cash, but that just leads to inflation as we've literally been uh, seeing uh, happening in America. Because I think um, 20 or 30% of all available cash in america was printed in the last few last couple of years couple of years but after like the 2008 crisis they yeah. like quantitative easing they did like a lot of that and it didn't re- like lead to as much inflation as they thought it was gonna lead to yeah i mean i mean i'm not saying the solution is to print more money yeah but yeah yeah obviously obviously but like it's not gonna be a big like it's not it's not like a it's not as much as much of a problem as people think it is like it doesn't lead lead to as much inflation as you think it should do yeah according to theory like in theory printing money leads to inflation because there's like increased supply yeah but the reality is which like no one's really sure why but it doesn't lead to that much inflation but then how much inflation is acceptable that's the question isn't it yeah and also I don't think people should just be given cash for like not doing anything. That's my main point yeah. with uh, UBI as a whole. Cause that people shouldn't just be given cash for just yeah. like existing. Yeah, because huh, one of my friends made the claim that one person's, entitled, well, one person's like entitlement shouldn't be my responsibility. Why not though? Because, well, why should it be? Because we live in a society where we should be like, it's a society, it's a community. Yeah. And I should like it's it should be my responsibility to make sure that my neighbors are doing all right. Um, like not like to like a like an extreme extent. Just like like I'm paying my taxes, so then my tax like I mean I'm not obviously paying taxes now. Cause, yeah. But if I was in the job market and I was like I had a job and I had an income, like the taxes that were taken out of my job, yeah, would be used to for like welfare for other yeah. people, which they deserve. Um, I'm be contradicting myself, but I'm not completely against something like UBI. I mean, uh, if you're someone who's uh, extremely disabled, you can't work, then by all means, I think the government should bail you out and look after you, because it's because, it, like you said, it's a fundamental um, human like right and responsibility. But if it's someone who's just like sitting on the couch not doing anything, I don't think they should. That person should be entitled to anything. But how many people do you think are going to be exploiting the system to do that, though? I mean, like, would you do that? Well, no, I wouldn't do that. But we had the furlough system, right? Yeah. Which is introduced. And we've had so many people that have taken advantage of it. Like People I know um, who have been working for these companies, which have, ta- which have taken advantage of furlough. And I think there were some company... Uh, not going to... Well, I don't know any names, but <laughs> there were some companies where people who had taken holidays were described as being put on furlough. Oh, so then their money would yeah, be like... Uh, uh, yeah, and then the government, uh, their, their company was claiming that money back. And then the government was paying for someone to go yeah. on holiday. Yeah, I mean, obviously the government's trying to crack down on, on all of this. But um, again, like how long is that going to take and how much resources have to be kind of put forward to fighting it? Like, there's been studies done on UBI and it's not really conclusive. Like, there's not 
enough evidence to show that it imp- uh, improves like employment chances or employment opportunities. The only thing that's been shown is that it improves people's happiness. Yeah, which is, isn't that good? Yeah, it's good, but you're being handed free money. Of course, you'd be happy if you've been handed free money, right? Yeah, but if if there is money that they could be getting, and if it's improving their life, yeah, like why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, but th- yeah, but then how long is the government meant to kind of be doing that for? You know, you know what I mean. Like, how long is it going to take till that person kind of takes responsibility for themselves? Is my question. But like the basic income is going to be, it's like basic, right? Like it's not yeah. going to give you like all the things you want in life. It'll just provide you with like the basic things like food and shelter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying that people who are going to be getting UBI are going to be spending on like drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure that the money would be going towards like good courses, mm-hmm. right? But at what point am I being kind of responsible for your welfare? Is my question. I, I don't think I should be responsible for my welfare if yeah. I'm not putting effort into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're not putting effort into looking after yourself, mm-hmm. then why should I be putting effort into looking after you, right? I think the percentage of people who would be doing that is like very low. I think personally, I think it would be like an insignif- insignificant amount of people who would yeah. be exploiting the system in that way for it to be a problem. And I think that like taxing people who have who are like a lot of money to pay people who don't have enough money is like an okay thing to do yeah like I'm, increasing increasing taxes to pay for this yeah i would think is like fine i'm not i don't know enough about that to kind of form a judgment on it because i've heard both pros and cons of raising taxes for um the ultra wealthy yeah like one of the one of the cons i've heard is that raising uh taxes for like big corporations it it kind of hampers um entrepreneurship ma- uh, making like moves that disrupt markets and things like that but there's so many corporations who are like there's like tax evasion happening that if people were actually like paying the taxes they were supposed to be doing yeah but that's that's them. different yeah yeah well that's them using the available loopholes isn't it mm-hmm. like, um amazon, <laughs> amazon it's a company registered in luxembourg so then they don't have to, they pay Luxembourg yeah. taxes? Yeah, so they pay Luxembourg taxes. You can you can make the argument that something like that, where they're registered in Luxembourg, right? Yeah. That's for avoiding, that's for ta- avoiding tax. But they're only utilising the loopholes that the government's kind of like put in place for them to, jump through, to jump through, yeah. Yeah, so those loopholes shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like the loopholes shouldn't be there, but kind of forcing like high earning individuals and like corporations to pay more tax because they have more money yeah i I don't i don't think i I don't agree with that but i do agree with closing off these loopholes that um people kind of exploit so that the actual tax that they should be paying is paid yeah i I, yeah i completely agree with that but taxing i think i don't think it was here but it was in america where they proposed a tax for i think it was billionaires to be taxed at like 90 percent or like something insane yeah i i, I don't agree with that because I, yeah, I feel like there's like a level that they can do that like 90 percent is just like not an okay yeah, yeah because exa- they, they've obviously earned it like they've like worked to get there yeah exactly yeah that's exactly my point but i think increasing like the current level of tax is not as high as it could be before it stops people like innovating okay 
that is what um a lot of people say would happen if taxes got raised too high yeah too high but what what is too high is the question like surely they could go higher than they than they are now i yeah. don't know what they are now but um i think it's 20 percent up to 50 50k and then i think after 50k it's 40 percent 40 percent is a lot of money to be handing over to the government i mean I, I yeah i mean it's only for everything earned above 50k yeah but, but still 40 percent of your earnings to be handing out to the government is a lot of money especially when it's not being utilized well how do you know it's not being utilized well though like that that money is being used for schools and hospitals like the nhs and stuff yeah and it could be used for universal basic income i mean the nhs is already underfunded as it is i mean i'm just using the example yeah, that you yeah, showed. yeah yeah the nhs is already underfunded as it is and schools have schools are also not being funded that well either right now okay so basically the government doesn't have that much money yeah the government doesn't have that much money to be handing out for something like universal basic income and also kind of like going back to increasing taxes Mm -hmm. big corporations can absorb these taxes if tax and like regulations if um they are brought in right but startups like always struggle to what do you mean by absorb like what do you mean um so if you've got regulations for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. right so doing the admin work paperwork all the bureaucracy that follows it takes up time and manpower which equates to uh capital like equates to money because you have to spend money to do all this stuff yeah yeah but kind of deregulating de- it would kind of ensure that startups can succeed better because we, we're talking about construction firms right mm-hmm. if the construction industry is like deregulated it doesn't necessarily mean that housing and like buildings that are being built are going to like fall apart all of a sudden because they still i'm sure that they still will follow standards that have been kind of set and have been like used for like all this time yeah but there's going to be like big corporations yeah who like the won't like firms what they want is profit maximization right that's their like aim yeah that's what they go for and in order to maximize profit you want to reduce cost yeah and when you reduce cost like there are very like unethical ways to do that yeah yeah i'm not i'm not saying that um unethical ways don't exist yeah 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 yeah, that's not what i'm saying but i'll just point i was just using it as an example because um the vaccine distribution like task force that like we've done yeah here um i mean you can kind of you can have your own opinions about how the government's handled the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people would say they haven't handled it that well. Very well, yeah. Um, but like, no one can deny that um, the vaccination rate and the vaccine distribution has been like amazing how the government's done it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Dominic Cummings was the one who headed up the vaccine uh, agency. I don't know what it's called, uh, National Vaccine Agency or something. Or, or whatever, yeah, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Um the task force let's call it that sure it, it was a new a new agency set up, set up just for this and they stripped away all of the bureaucracy that was kind of surrounding it from like the old um the from matt hancock's like um side of the agency and it kind of ensured that um the vaccines were distributed and the regulation the it went through the regulatory processes quite quick like you could you could um make the quite arguably correct case in my opinion 
that it wouldn't have been this successful if um, it went through like the normal channels. It's still run by the government though. Like it's not a private... I would have thought that a lot of it was privatized because the vaccines are private, right? Yeah. The, the vaccines are private. The distribution is carried out by the NHS, I think. I think it's just a distribution that's been carried out by the NHS. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like GPs and stuff. Yeah. A lot of the regulation, uh, a lot of the like, existing like regulations were kind of like stripped away, which kind of ensured that the vaccines were kind of put forward quite quick. Like the Oxford and AstraZeneca one, the U- that the UK has been producing, mm-hmm. right? It's They're producing at cost for people. Yeah. But then this is like a extreme situation. No, yeah, I know. Um, I don't, I deny that it's uh, it's quite an out there situation, but I'm just saying that um, regulation and bureaucracy doesn't always necessarily like help make out. it better because it does like cost a lot of money. Yeah, and like a lot of the time, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, sorry, a lot of the time where privatization and like free market uh, thought of as like being worse off, it's normally to do with like corruption and cronyism than free market not working. Yeah, but like the reason the free market doesn't work is because all of this do- like exists, right? Yeah. Like in theory, free market is like amazing. Yeah. But in reality, it can't. But not that it can't. It just doesn't take place because of all like all this stuff that you were saying. Yeah. So like the reason we need government regulation is that the free market can't exist without the like government to make sure that it's protected. Wait, sorry. Do you want to say that again? Yeah. Okay. So in theory yeah like free market econ- like economics should like should work right yeah but the reality of the situation is that there's like corruption and like unethical ways of reducing cost yeah and like other things like that and the government needs to step in to make sure like that doesn't like, that doesn't happen so my kind of question would probably be how much government intervention is needed or like how much the government should um like regulate an industry like does that make sense because a lot of the time, it's not kind of experts that make these regulations happen. Yeah, it's just like MPs. Yeah, it's just MPs. Cause, and you can probably be sure that they have other interests kind of like lobbying for them. In a way, I'm kind of glad that politics here isn't as... Bad as it is in the US. Yeah. Not bad. but uh, Corrupt. Yeah, as influenced by like... Yeah, the corporations. Because yeah. that, that is one thing, right? It's MPs that are always making all of these um, regula- decisions. Yeah, decisions and like regulations for these industries. They're not exactly backed up by like, scientific advisors or people who are more informed yeah. on the situation. Yeah. So that's kind of where I would say that actually privatization and like free market is kind of the way to go. But yeah, but you are right. Like some regulation is needed. But again, I'm not. I'm not the person to kind of say how much regulation is needed for something. Yeah, I think obviously like MPs making decisions on regulations for markets that they have no idea on how they work is like obviously not the way to go. But if there were like if they made like if there were people that knew what was going on who worked for the government like specifically for these different like markets and sectors and stuff. Yeah. Then like surely they would know the best way to regulate these like places. Yeah. Sectors. Yeah. Okay, so so you're you're kind of saying that it's not necessarily government officials that should be kind of making these regulations. No, I'm just saying like the government should be involved. 
Yeah. But it doesn't have, like, there should be more people who are more knowledgeable on the... On the subjects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do understand that. I'm kind of on board with that as well. So you're an economic student, right? Yeah, I am. So what's a kind of, like, consensus, like, across campus on things like free market economics? It's very different. I feel like there's people who have extremely polarizing views on yeah. it. There are people who are like very much for deregulation. So wait, were you about to say it like me? I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. And um, then there are people who are less like you. Yeah. Go yeah. On. Just like who just think that capitalism as a whole and free markets as a whole yeah. is not the best way for society to be ruled. So socialism or communism? Yeah, maybe not that far, but yeah. Okay, where where do you fall on this like spectrum? If I if you don't mind me asking, very much on the left. On the left. On the left. Do you think that's still because like as a student, right? Are you saying it's because I'm not in the job market and I'm not earning an income? Um, that I feel this way. Maybe because <laughs> I uh, I'll be honest. I felt like I I probably felt like that right until I started working. Then I saw that, saw... How much money they were taking from you. Yeah, I don't think... And and also just kind of getting more kind of like experience, like kind of being exposed. To life? Just to like, well, not just life, but just like in general, like exposure to everything around me. Because like socialism as a concept is amazing, like theoretically, right? It'll be amazing. It will be amazing. In reality. Free healthcare, free education, all provided by the government. It's, yeah and everyone's uh, equal yeah, yeah and everyone's equal but like, my problem is that there's no kind of successful society a story of like socialism or communism working out socialism i guess you can kind of say that we live in a socialist society uh, country kind of kind of because things like free healthcare, free education, education is um examples of like socialist principles right yeah but i'm i mean like the reality is like obviously socialist society yeah as of now doesn't exist but it could it could but we've got existing stories of it not working out too great failed states essentially like we've got the soviet union venezuela cuba i mean cuba's still like existing but they've essentially been kind of cut off from the outside world haven't they yeah the levels of like poverty are like very very high but the reasons like these states failed was because the governments in charge of them yeah weren't um what do you call it like taking the citizens as like the best what am i saying they didn't have the best interest at heart yeah okay even though in theory they should have done well i guess we'll see like what happens like in the future when uh, kind of if it becomes more and more prevalent as right? like an ideology as an ideology yeah which i think it it is now more prevalent than it was. Yeah, but like, you can kind of argue how successful it is or not. Like you said, uh, the Soviet Union kind of is the only like, large example of a communist country or society that existed, right? Yeah. Yeah, but people kind of forget that Stalin killed... A lot m- of people. ...millions and millions of his people. And that people were reduced to poverty levels where they cannibalized their own children. Yeah, I don't think anyone forgets that. But no, I'm I'm saying like when people uh, yeah, to, like talk about socialism and communism as like an ideology, as they don't great, talk about yeah, great ideology. They don't think about 
how badly it's failed in like these in these countries yeah so like the implementation of the ideology is where the problem is right now yeah and at some point i think we'll figure it out because as like a capitalist society isn't the most fair or equal or like not like there are people that are left behind yeah right yeah and the whole idea of like socialism is that no one's left behind that everyone gets their like basic needs met met yeah okay yeah i get yeah i get you but i don't think like humans are wired for something like socialism to work because at the end of the day you most people have their own self-interest at heart yeah and Um, there's not like enough incentive for people to innovate and yeah for there to be yeah yeah exactly for us to like live the life that we could do yeah now yeah i think that's something that would like suffer quite like drastically in like a socialist society yeah like innovation i I don't really see it happening like happening or like working out because if i invent something or like do something and the government kind of like claims it and i'm kind of like left back at like square one then Mm -hmm. there's the drive for innovation and like making a better society kind of like goes away yeah yeah does that make sense yeah yeah when i say i'm on the left i'm not like that far on the left okay how left would you uh put yourself i would put myself like the uk as like with like free healthcare and like free like education and stuff yeah kind of like that but like more nationalism like the railway systems and like water like i think water is like a necessity that it should be publicly owned and currently it's not like currently it's like a privatized yeah yeah so i think that's like just certain things i think should just be under public ownership rather than under private firms okay so think so things like what you'd consider like basic uh human like rights yeah essentially yeah like needs yeah okay that makes sense now i was wondering how far to the right uh, far to the left you were where would you put yourself on that line probably put myself like center right center right like here in the uk i think free healthcare, free education are really good things mm-hmm. but something like universal basic income don't necessarily see eye to eye with it because i don't think people should be given free money for not doing anything i mean if it improves their employment chances and lifts them out of poverty by helping them to like get jobs yeah then, then then i'd support it but i don't think there's enough evidence to show that something like ubi would do that it, the studies that have been conducted on universal basic income like there's more studies that show it doesn't necessarily uh, improve their employment chances but do you, don't you think that it would improve like, improve their welfare yeah yeah i'm sure it would improve their welfare because they're being given free money yeah. yeah there's no reason why it should improve their welfare but at what point does that become like my responsibility is my question i'm of the opinion that it is it is all, like always your responsibility okay right like not to like like if i was earning money yeah like if i if i had the opportunity to like get to a point in my life yeah where i was earning enough income that a part of my income could be given to the government or like taken by the government yeah and then that money could be used for children living in poverty and like just families that couldn't afford that like basic those basic things that they couldn't that they needed yeah then i feel like it is my responsibility to provide them okay i am kind of interested to see how long i have this view yeah how long you have these views for because i'd probably say that the older you become like the more your responsibilities change yeah and the more 
things you kind of hold important to you changes. So I I am actually quite interested to see how long you hold these views for. Hopefully. I'd be really impressed if you hold these views till you're 30 or like at least like the next five years. Or come back to me in five years. Yeah. I'll let you know. All right. Well, we've been talking for quite a while now. Should we wrap up? Yeah. All right. If you've got any queries or any questions, hit us up on Instagram at Coconut Talks. And thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.